Hello and welcome back to the Kyle and Dale Show. My name is Kyle Wood and with me is... Dale Sobot, I'm your co-host. Hello, Kyle. Hello. So, with... In a couple of months, we're... This is end of September, we're, we're interviewing this. In a couple of months, we're approaching one of the biggest sales days of the year, which, you know, used to be just an American thing because it's the Friday after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. And then Cyber Monday came from that as well. But now it's become an international thing with, I assume if it's hit Australia, it's hit several other countries that aren't (laughs) the US as well. (laughs) So um, I guess with, you know, everything going online and digital. So uh, I thought it would be an interesting time to talk about uh, something that's been in my mind because of that, like pricing, how to price what you do, what products... um, like running discounts, should you discount your product? Should you not? Uh, I also saw an interesting question the other day um, that someone posed, which was, uh, should you charge different customers different rates, um, which had sparked an interesting discussion in the comments. So I thought, you know, we could talk about some of these things today because I think, um, you know, money is often something uh, people have, a lot of baggage, you know, myself included around and charging what your worth can be, you know, it feels very uncomfortable and it can get very difficult to know, you know, am I charging the right thing? Uh, and there's lots of different advice, you know, some people are like, don't never discount like that. And I know we've talked on the podcast about not discounting, but I'd love to revisit that again today. And, uh, and then other people, yeah, are like, you know, obviously Seth Godin took calls at the race to the bottom where, you're trying to create something um, cheaper than your competitor, um, you know, with a smaller profit margin, but then inevitably someone else is going to come along and, and make it for even a smaller profit <laughs> margin. And you end up just like racing to these like really low quality, crappy companies that um, that aren't making enough money that can't look after their stuff, all of this kind of stuff. So yeah, good discussion to have today. And uh, yeah, does that sound interesting to you, Dale? Yeah, it does, Cole. And, and I think uh, when, oh, about four or five years ago, when I first, oh, Black Friday, great opportunity to do a sale. I think I did it for about two years and mm-hmm. I do huge sales on like everything, memberships, whatever I had. Um, and I found that the retention rate of those people that bought at that level would be min- like they would all leave within the next mm-hmm. year before, mm-hmm. you know, the annual cycle came around, particularly for memberships. Um, and what I found was, my perceived value of my product was wasn't there because I was giving it away at ridiculously low prices. So mm. they didn't value it either. And I know we've spoken mm-hmm. about this and that giving things away for free. I used to do that as well. And I think from learning and everything growing as a business and a person, I don't do any discounts now and mm. I won't be participating in Black Friday or Cyber Monday because first of all, that's unfair for my members that have been paying the yearly fee all along that they've been paying that rate or if i was going to sell my book or my daily mission cards physical products that's unfair to people that have paid paid the full price for those Mm. previously um Mm -hmm. and and it's exactly the same with doing um speaking gigs like people say oh you're quite expensive it's too we don't have that much i said that's fine maybe if you find a way to subsidize you might get another workplace in you might get another school in and you can split the cost um and Mm -hmm. i've done exactly the same online um because i know last year i severely i cut my price like 75 percent and yes i got a lot of work but 
I don't think it was valued and it didn't have the same impact. Whereas this year, I'm charging my normal, you know, keynote fee, my normal hourly rate, my normal day rate if they want a day event, even though it's mm. online because I'm in Melbourne, locked down. And yes, I'm not getting as many, but the ones I'm getting are quality and they appreciate it and they value me as a presenter instead of just saying yes and doing it for whatever. So um, as hard as this is, and like we just spoke about, how do you know what to charge? Well, you don't. Um, and it's all trial and error. But the one thing I've found is whenever I've discounted myself, people don't appreciate me. They don't value myself, my products, or what I'm delivering near as much as mm. what they get when I stand tall and charge my normal fee because I'm proud of my resources. I'm proud of the quality I've got. And I don't want to jeopardize previous members or members I've got now paying clients by discounting something that they've paid top value for. So that's, I know it's a little bit of a rant, Cole, but um, <laughs> I didn't just come to that. And I'm not just saying I've never discounted because I have, I've, I've tried everything. And then yeah. what I've found is it doesn't work for me. And like you yeah. said, it's you're constantly chasing it to get those people will just wait till you go on a sale till they buy. And yeah. I've been honest now, I'll never do another sale again. And the reason being is I don't want my members to feel like I'm shortchanging them. So yeah. that's me personally, mate. I don't know. Um, I know you've experimented with sales and things over the years, but you don't really do them anymore either. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few things there, what you said. Um, you talked about sort of three different types of products. You talked about a membership site, a physical physical products, and then also your like speaking, presenting fee. Yep. And I think that makes sense to approach. I know at the moment you're across the board, but approaching each of them, from a different perspective because yeah it makes absolute sense not to discount your speaking presenting fee because that's that's kind of the product you want people to work their way up to like you might have a discounted low-end product it doesn't i don't think it really works with your business model and your sort uh, of thing but yeah. you might have i guess you have like your free webinars you run and you've had business come out of those right? yeah, correct. so so you have these these free we offering a lot of value and it gives an opportunity to create a relationship. So I think that's where I'm seeing with sales, the potential for it's having other people come into your products, uh, into your sort of circle of, of as a buyer, and then um, there being an opportunity for them to, you know, become long-term customers going forwards. Uh, but yeah, there's so much in what you said there. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> you kind of like just like went through the whole topic in one go. Oh, no, I got, got excited. Sorry, mate. So I, I think like one thing at a time. I just get excited. You know that. Yep. But like with what you're saying there, um, that you do things to build a relationship. And if you're yeah. just charging for everything that you're offering, yeah. you're not going to have an opportunity to build that relationship. And mm -hmm. I think that's where it's really important to have different products like a podcast you know what i mean and that's yeah. a really great way for building that content having youtube videos so people can see your face and all that's free and then you know yes i do offer a lot of free webinars which is quality content and i get experts and professionals to deliver that as well mm -hmm. and that is all building my brand and giving me credibility because then if people want to then become part of the community or get me to speak or buy my resources and that's a premium and they mm -hmm. that's i can charge that because 
I'm giving all the other stuff away and I'm building that credibility. I'm not just always asking people to put money in or put their hand in their pocket. Um, And I think to go with that as well, that I've really noticed over COVID when, you know, face-to-face is really just, well, it's stopped. So if that was my only means of income, and I know a lot of other sort of trainers and speakers and stuff that were really at the start, they're like, what do I do? Because 95% of my income comes from me physically being in front of people. Mm -hmm. So I think, I know this is going off topic as well, but it's important to have different revenue streams but also figuring out the pricing to them. So, yeah, um, yeah I know I did give everything away at the start there, golf for myself. But um, <laughs> and I think, it, like, and again, it's having different structures. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if people want to get in at the low end, then they could, for me personally, I've got some daily mission cards that they can uh, get as well. Do you know what I mean? They can get stuff like that. Or there's a book. Then there's a membership. Then they can get people. Then they can get me speaking. So yeah. there's progressions as I've built that up. Um, yeah. So I don't know, but like how you diffuse that or unpack it, but um, <laughs> it didn't just come like that. It, it's That's been, you know, seven, eight years in the making. Um, it looks very professional now and it looks good, but I didn't know that when I was starting out that I yeah. was going to have these products or what I'd be doing. I think you yeah. just create as you go on and figure it out and, and try, like try the sales, try things that might work for you. Yeah. But personally, me and you, we have spoken a lot about this, that it doesn't, it doesn't really work because we don't like selling that much. Whereas other people like doing big sales funnels and things like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's not really how we operate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think a good place to start with that would be, we'll talk about like pricing and maybe like free or not. Um, and then, and then we can talk about maybe discounting at the end. Cause that I guess is a more complicated nuance nuanced thing so so with pricing um okay let's so let's maybe stop talking about pricing we'll talk about value okay that's really what's what they get getting someone to part money with you so it's it's all i think you know there's say you work a trade where you're going to someone's house the old school way of sort of charging for that or you send your car to the mechanic um, like a, a an independent mechanic, you'll see, you know, all of the parts you'll get charged and then you get charged labor and that's how much it will cost. But now, you know, like the big dealerships have like fixed price servicing now. So you pay like one fee and that they're going to make sure that they, everything, all the parts they need to pay for, everything's going to fit into there. So they're looking at what's the value. Like, is someone going to feel like, you know, $300 for a car service? Is that going to feel like good value to them like they got good value for their money versus the the sort of older style of pricing which is this is how much it cost me personally to do this and so i'm just going to pass those costs on to you (laughs) um but yeah you know that can fluctuate so i think when it comes to delivering a service like training people you know fitness industry or speaking things like that it and I think you agree with it. It can be much better to think about like a fixed price cost. It's like, this is what it costs. It's then up to me to make sure that I deliver what you expect for that cost. And, um, you know, that I get it done in in a, a, f- a quick enough time amount of time that I'm not spending, you know, hours and hours and hours um, and then not making any money on this. 
Yeah. And, and I love that, that analogy you've just brought up there about mechanics that I still remember going to certain mechanics. You'd be like going in, oh, I hope this isn't too much because yeah. you don't know, you're guessing. <laughs> and I used to hate hearing people speak. So when I was a teacher, this is the main reason why I wanted to start it because they weren't engaging for one. And at the end, they'd always try and sell you something. So normally now as part of my fee within the room, Whatever I'm talking about, that is part of it. So they get everything that I've mentioned or they get everything I've spoken about. Yeah, because I don't okay. want to get to the end of my talk and say, oh, I've yeah. you in. I know you've enjoyed it. Now you can buy my membership. Now you can buy my book. So yeah. do you know what I mean? You, you, chart, you put that into your fee and it might be a discounted rate because it doesn't matter because in the day, they're going to become, if people hear you speak, they like what you've created. You want them using your resources because yeah. then they're going to be your best advertising or your best referrals because they'll be talking about the quality that you provided and the content that you didn't make them pay for after you'd finished talking or mm-hmm. while you're going about it. And sort of like those Daniel's directs, you know, but wait, there's more, <laughs> there's more, there's more. You know, they're, they're sucking people in by giving them so much because yep. – which really takes away from the number one product. Like if you're going to buy some yeah. pans, you don't yeah. want you don't want a steak knife in a vacuum as well. You yeah. want the pans, but <laughs> yeah. they're trying to make it sound all amazing. Mm-hmm. And really, you, those pans might have been just good by themselves, but they've diluted that because now you get yeah. a steak knife in a vacuum. Uh, so, um, <laughs> well, you get two. It's like <laughs> I only need one pan. <laughs> well, you now you get two. Oh, but wait, if you call in the next fifteen minutes, you'll get three. It's like. <laughs> So how could you sorted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, so it does make you question the value. But, you know, they do do a good job in those in those infomercials of like layering in the value. So they're like explaining the value, you know, they show, they got the person like demonstrating it in the background. Uh, yeah, they're, they're actually probably like TV, those TV commercial, oh, what do they call them? Like um, infomercials. infomercials. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're probably a good way to see Obviously, you may not want to do it like that, but uh, just to see how they like layer in the value and make it as the person watching, you can be like, oh, okay, I can now, I can now tell that if I spend $80 on this, I'm going to get what feels like good value to me. Yeah. Um, Of course, then what's the biggest thing with infomercials is like buyer's remorse, which is that feeling you have after you buy something and you, you regret it. You're like, Oh, I really wish I hadn't spent this money on this. It might even be before it's arrived. Um, you know, if you've ordered something online, and you're like, oh, I just this isn't as good as I this isn't as good as I thought it would be. Um, you're caught up in the hype. Yeah, and that's so that's something we need to think about is, you know, are our products actually delivering that value? I think you can feel justified charging a premium price if people are having that feeling not just right after they buy it, but like once they use the product as well, that they're like, this is good um, value for money. Yeah. And, and you I can think... even survey, just one thing, sorry, Dale. Yeah, no, you can right. even survey your customers and, and say, hey, do you feel like what I offer you is good value for money? Um, and see what comes back to you. And you'll probably be surprised. <laughs> uh, if you have to ask that, you'll probably be surprised that they'll be like, yes, this is maybe too good. They, you know, they would encourage you to put their, your prices up. So Yeah. And it, it sort of goes both ways, doesn't it? That, um, and, and I also like doing that as well by getting feedback or asking, what would you like more of? 
or is there some area that I can help you with and I'll create something for that or mm-hmm. if you're speaking or whatever, you know, is there something that maybe didn't hit the mark or what, what did you like the most? And that really gives you an idea of what people loved and what they want more of because mm-hmm. we don't know personally people's experience of a product or an experience. We can only go by what we're seeing in the room, whereas yep. a lot of the time people may be in the moment they're enjoying it, whereas that feedback's what really gives you direction of where you need to go. And mm-hmm. if your feedback's constantly good, then, you know, there's no reason why you shouldn't keep putting your price up because you're good at what you do. And yeah. people value it more when you are top end, but yeah. you can't start there. That would, Like you can't just be straight to the top because you need to build up that credibility. And, and like we just said before, I think everything comes down to relationships. People are willing to pay for our membership sites, Kyle, because they know us and we've built a relationship by offering things for free, but not all for free, mm-hmm. but you build that relationship. You don't just make people pay all the time. And I think I think that's a, one thing that, you know, you don't want to give everything away for free. It's finding yeah. that balance. And I don't know how, how did you, because, uh, you know, you still offer a lot of content for free on your bootcamp ideas mm. site, but then if people want to become part of your community, then they become party membership site. And I think that's yep. that's a really nice combination because you're not making people pay for everything. They can no. get it, yep. uh, but if they want it in an, a, in a top-end product that's easy to find, whatever they want, then yes, instead of searching hours and hours along your blog, that's what they need to do really. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like quality of life uh, type stuff, uh, making something more convenient. Um, so that can be ways of thinking um, about how to charge for w- what you do um, if you're offering that sort of that sort of product and what's for free. So for free, I guess if I feel like I'm getting something back from them, like like attention. So like you know if if I'm if it's giving me their attention um, in in you know, in a positive way because I'm providing like you know helpful resources, then that's something that I might offer for free so that I can keep their attention so that when I do have something to sell, when I do have a course coming up or when I do have, you know, a product that I think might be a good fit for them, then, you know, the stage is set that I can um, sell it to them. Whereas a lot of people do things sort of the wrong way, opposite way around that focus on either creating the product um, and then, uh, you know, like, they don't have anyone to sell it to. <laughs> they don't have anyone's attention. <laughs> yeah, and then yep. you have to resort to things like, you know, buying ads and stuff like that, um, which to get people's attention. And that's kind of like, you know, it's not a great way to get people's attention. Much better to like build trust by, I feel like putting your foot forward like you do. I feel like with your webinars, you know, you offer them to people. Uh, if they want the recording, they've got to become a member, but you give them an opportunity to participate for free and see what you're about. And I, yeah, I think that's, um, yeah, I think I know there's people, there's always people who are going to be opposite to the traditional models, but I think that's a good model to be a part of like how, what's a way that someone can interact with your brand, your company, you, uh, for free and get a taste of like, is this person legit? You know, do they know what they're talking about? Um, can they help me? So can you, maybe you can help them in a small way for free. 
Um, and just to build that trust to then be for them to be then be like, oh, okay, I see they've also got this course or I see, you know, they also do face-to-face training or they do online training or something like that. And then, you know, they'd be more likely to take that next step. Yeah. And, and, and like with a lot of people though, you'd, you're always going to have like people that follow you or whatever that will never buy anything. They will never, Mm -hmm. ever want to pay for anything and they'll just do everything for free. But you don't know who they're talking to or who they're sharing it with in the end. So like, yes, that, and it used to annoy me. I I still remember (laughs) when I was starting out and um, my boot camps back when I was running them, every Saturday call, it would be for free. Like just so I could get people could bring friends and they could bring people and I'd have these three girls that would just come every Saturday for free. And it, <laughs> it annoyed me at the start, but then I realized they'd told a couple of friends and they'd signed mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. um, you can't worry about that because you don't know the impact you're having on them and you don't know exactly. their situation that they're in. They may not physically yeah, exactly. be able to pay for it, yeah. but by just, but showing up, being consistent and providing something really good for them, they could yep. be your best advertising. Instead of spending that money on Facebook ads or Google ads or whatever mm. to try and sell a product, they will sell stuff for you if you're authentic enough. And I, and I think that's a hard thing to get your head around as well, that those people that will keep showing up when they don't have to pay, but don't expect, like, it's like kindness, I suppose. Like, don't do it if it's free and expect something in return. Like, do it because of the impact it can have on somebody else and what that will do for your brand. Um, yep. And that's a fine line. And it, it, that took me a long time to get my head around and not sort of take it personally that people didn't want to pay for things. Um, but you end up getting that back down the track. Um, yeah. And yeah, that might be easy for us to say when we've been doing this for years. But yeah. Like, True. like you've just got to realize it's an investment. And that's why if you are starting out on something by yourself, don't give up your day job. Make sure you've still got an income coming in. So then while you're building it, then you're not so reliant on charging for each product you create. Um, yep. Because then that desperation through selling is, it's not attractive for anyone. I, know, I, I used to do that and I know you've seen that as well, mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, need, you want to be coming from a place of like, of confidence because <laughs> yeah. uh, that that's actually what attracts people um not not neediness you know anyone who's <laughs> been in a relationship on either side would probably everyone's <laughs> probably been on both sides of that way um you felt that uh i feel like this is a good segue to discounting because i think that's where discounting or you know running a sale can be helpful is for those there might be people in yeah, you don't know what their financial background is you don't know what but, but it gives them an opportunity to try your product i don't think it's something you should do all the time uh, because that will you know reduce the cost um reduce the perceived value uh, but i think also understanding that some people and i'm like this like i can afford full price for some things and i'm happy to pay full price and it doesn't bother me too much when when that company then runs you know a sale or something like that um maybe if i was like a new customer and just signed up and then they ran a sale but i think um if you're going to run a sale then then give people like give people a heads up um and look at packaging what you offer in a in a different way so it feels like a different product because someone might have just signed up for one of your courses and paid full price um and now you're offering this package that's got everything, but maybe they didn't want everything else. So they're, you know, they're happy with that. So I think giving people a heads up, if you're going to run a sale uh, or a discount um, and then, yeah, packaging in 
um, you know, more value into that as well can be can be a helpful way to think about it. And then, yeah, in frequency, unless the other side of this is um, in this is marketing. Seth Godin talks about JC Penny, which is like a big, like a Kmart kind of thing in in the US, and um, they had a new like CEO come in, and he's like, all right. You know, turn JC Penny around. And we're no longer going to be like you know this low end like Kmart store. We're going to be like we're going to start you know becoming more high end. We're going to stop discounting. You know da 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 da. Anyway, their like sales just plummeted because um, their customers when they actually went out and did some like customer surveys, their customers loved you know getting a bargain. They yeah. loved the sales because and that's the type of so it's like knowing your customers Audience. as well like they this type of this is the type of person who loved cutting out coupons you know loved you know <laughs> getting the pamph- the thing each week and looking through what deal can i get this week what deal can i get this week and when they cut that away they alienated that customer base so i think knowing your customers as well are you um trying to attract high-end clients no don't run discounts <laughs> because for those people they want to say i spent this much money on you know, I, my personal trainer costs $250 an hour. Like they want to tell people that That's yeah. it. I, said, I got a $500 haircut. They, they want to tell people that. But if you're appealing to like a, a, a wider spread customer or like for me, it's like a lot of people who are just getting started in their business. Like I'm not going to have like lots of high-end um, products because I want to make it accessible to a wide community of people. So those are my thoughts on discounting because I was very like no discount, no discount, no discount. And now I'm actually, I am going to put some stuff together for, for Black Friday, but I am being very selective about what products I include, what ones I don't. Um, yeah. And it'll probably be, you know, it's not going to be a brand new product. It'll probably be stuff that I've had for a while and that someone new who's come across my stuff hasn't, you know, had a look at my products yet and give them an opportunity to to have a look and get started. Mm. That's, I think that's a really good way of putting it. And, I, and the sort of the only thing I would say was um, start of last year when Australia went through those horrific bushfires, Kyle, that we mm. teamed up and we put together an amazing package to raise yeah. money. You know, we raised $10,000 and something I'm still really proud of that we are able to do together. That's when I would be inclined to do something because yeah. I'm not I'm not selling for myself if that makes uh-huh. sense, um, and we didn't take any of the profit. We gave everything yeah. away, but we we're helping someone else. So that was a, that was the last time that I did a sale or a bundle or do you know yeah. anything like that. And um, the reason being is that I've learned over the years that every time you release something new, that if it's normally the same people that will buy it. So mm-hmm. I don't want to be constantly asking people to buy things. And now they're all in one place like you with, um, with your membership site, like myself, everything I creates in there. So there's no hidden fees or extras. If they mm-hmm. want it, they need to go there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if, if there was another disaster or something like that, then yes, I would be happy to put a bundle together or do a sale to benefit somebody else, not myself. Um, mm-hmm. And that that's another way that people can get into the market or if they've been following us or whatever, you can get into it. But um, yeah. I that, that would be my only way that I personally would do it again. Yeah. Um, and that's just because I, when, I was, when you're talking there, I'm thinking about everything I do. Really, like you said, I want people 
getting me to speak. I want to I want to be doing it virtually or I want to be doing it in the room and that's mm-hmm. my top end product. Whereas what you're trying to do, Kyle, is you're trying to build up a relationship and you want people yeah, to come yeah. by your community. So yeah. there's there's a couple of different things there. Like, yes, I, I'm really happy when people come part of my community and sign up and things, but my top end product is where I want people really going. So I try yeah. and leverage everything around my resources that people love it and they want to see more or they want to see it in person that they get me speaking. And for me, that's it, it not worked in any area of my business, diluting that value yeah. or what I deliver. Um, yeah. But that's, yeah, that's been a lot of trial and error, like I said, and I've only just figured that out. And um, yeah, that's where everyone's different. And I like what you're saying that now it makes a lot of sense that people that may have just started following you, but don't really know you, they want to get in there into the market, but they don't want to go straight into um, Bootcraft and sign up as a membership. So doing the bundle will get them on site as well. And it's not going to dilute your members that have been loyal for so many years. So that does make sense to me as well, mate. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, and and that's good reflecting in your stuff as well. That it's uh, so yeah, and that's why I wanted to have this conversation because I wanted to see sort of what conclusions we came to out of it. And I think yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's like, what's your main what thing? What's the I guess the journey you want someone to have as a customer of yours? Um, and yours is like, I want to reach people who appreciate me as a speaker and hire me to come speak at their company. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, and yeah, for me, it's more like uh, I've got a um, bunch of products. Uh, I want, uh, I do know that, yeah, once someone buys one, they tend to become, come to other things. And, yep. um, and then, you know, I do want to run like live events and things like that. So I'm like, if I can get some people in buying my products, then when I, you know, we can run, live events or workshops and stuff like that again um there'll be like a bigger pool of people who've experienced what i've create and trust me to um to come experience something bigger or more expensive something that then i wouldn't discount yeah and i think like what you just said there that when people follow you that's great when people join up for free that's great but once they pay for something they like it they become I don't know if Seth Godin said this or but they, the super fan. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah, yeah. they start gradually really embracing you as a person and what you're creating. And yeah. um, you want to have those small increments so people can do that. They can yeah. get some skin in the game without going crazy, but you don't want to – You and you want that product to be top end as well because then yes. that's how you really get them part of what you're doing and build your brand and your community and things like that. So, um, yeah, that, to sort of, sort of finish up, Kyle, pricing's bloody tough. It's so hard, <laughs> and I don't think there's any right or wrong way to do it. But um, you, it's I think it is important to test things out uh, yes. and see what works for you. But it really comes down to building a relationship with people, and the better relationship you can have with more people, the bigger your brand will be. Um, and if that's charging, if it's free, if it's whatever, um, you know that's that's what you've got to sort of figure out. Yep, hundred percent. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much, Dale, for this excellent episode on pricing. And uh, looking forward to our next one. Yeah, sorry for giving away all my secrets within the first two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. And then gave us like lots of different directions to go. <laughs> as, you, as listeners, you can tell, we, we don't script this. We just literally yeah. talk to each other. And I see Cole's face drop. He goes, oh, God, Dave, you've you, you bloody told all your secrets. <laughs> uh, thanks, mate. Have a good week, everyone. See ya.